Dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, and your personal trainer for love. Welcome back to the Love You podcast, where you're going to learn everything you need to know about dating, relationships, sex, and men from a man's point of view. And today, I am interviewing someone very special to me. Her name is Kim Seltzer. I have a very long official bio here. I'm not going to lead with the long official bio. I'm first, <laughs> going to, first going to tell you about my friendship with Kim. Um, we've known each other for probably close to ten years. Um, if I recall, we met at a conference uh, run by another dating and relationship expert, and um, we became fast friends. Uh, I feel a deep personal affinity towards her um, because she's, she's just eminently uh, likable, warm, and trustworthy, uh, but that would not begin to speak about her unique talents, um, which will, will be manifest by the time we're done with today's call. Uh, the best time I ever had with Kim was when we were on a matchmaker's cruise and we stayed up until, I think we stayed up all night. It was probably till six in the morning or something like that, just talking about nothing and everything. Um, I don't even think we were drunk. It was just that much fun. And so uh, when I choose to share someone like this with you, I want you to pay really close attention. Uh, she's, a, she's a special person with a, a unique skill set, very much like Liam Neeson. And um, I think she's going to be able to help you out. Um, officially, Kimberly Seltzer is a makeover and confident expert therapist and dating coach based in Los Angeles. She helps men and women update and discover their personalized image through wardrobe co consultation and assistance in purchasing clothes that fit each body type and lifestyle. She's developed her own approach with clients on body language, first impressions, styling and communication, and how it impacts confidence and attraction. Kim was the 2015 co-host of The Great Love Debate, frequently co-hosts The Art of Charm with Jordan Harbinger, and is soon launching a new podcast called Full Disclosure. Kimberly just launched her new annual confidence series for men and women, The Makeover Blueprint. Um, there was more, but that was the condensed version um, about why my friend Kim is a superstar. Thank you so much for joining me today, Kim. Oh, thank you for that introduction. Wow, I almost like was crying. What a... A nice thing. But you didn't tell the audience about our, like, Sandy moment with, like, John Travolta. And, like, <laughs> you, I thought that you were going to go. <laughs> you're you're yeah, right. You can sing. Like, I don't know if they know that. <laughs> they, that that's true. Uh, Kim and I were Danny and Sandy in a karaoke version of Summer Nights. Um, I think probably the reason it wasn't the first thing out of my mouth is yeah. that, and again, I hate to sound like I'm cheating on you, I have played Danny Zuko in Summer Nights on probably four continents with at least a half dozen women, including my wife. So, oh my God, so hard. I felt so special in that moment. You, you were the special woman on that cruise where my wife was not present. You were my special woman for those three for and a half moment. minutes. For those three and a half minutes, you were very, very special to me. So um, ladies, anytime you experience a guy like that who just makes you feel special in that moment, red flag, big red flag there. <laughs> um, no, I think it was a perfect example of don't ask, don't tell, which yeah, right. know doesn't hurt you. Um, but yes, that was, a, that was a very fun night. But, but truly staying up all night talking with you um, was for me actually more memorable because I can't think of, I certainly haven't done that with my own wife. 
Oh, I know. It was a special moment. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was fun. Anyway, uh, enough about us. I want to bring everybody, everybody who's listening into this conversation. And we're going to sort of just start off in this very basic place. This is one of the questions that, that's on my list. But how did you become you? Like the, 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 the couple minute version of, okay, now you're running conferences, helping women and men uh, uh, gain confidence and style and self-awareness, uh, but you are also just a therapist, single mom at some point. Oh, and I mean, I can reverse it or rewind it actually even farther back than that because if, if anybody knew me about 15 years ago, they wouldn't recognize me. I, I, I was you know, practicing as a therapist and helping people in Chicago and I had kind of this like leave it to beaver type of lifestyle. I mean, I, you know, the husband, a couple kids, a dog, the picket fence, you name it. And then, you know, I pick up, I move to LA, do what all the other people here do, get a divorce. Obviously, <laughs> there are other issues going on, right? In this little story here. But no, but I, I, that's where like that life stopped and my new life began. Because at that moment, I, there was a fork in the road. You know, and I was in bed and I was in bed for a very long time and I had the big oversized moo mommy clothes, the Birkenstocks and the, and the nursing bras. And I looked in the mirror one day, I'm like, I'm not liking what I see. And if I'm going to like go out there in the world and reinvent myself, I can't do it looking and feeling like this. And so I got out of bed. I mean, it was just that one day I kind of like, all right, I hate my closet. I'm going to go shop. <laughs> my, my body had ch changed with all that stress. And um, I, this woman brought me this red dress. This is kind of where it's truly. And it was like three sizes too small. And I look at her and I said, you know what? That's so sweet, but that is like so not me and so not my size. And she's like, honey, that is so you. And it's so your size. So I'm like, Okay, you know, I'm, and at that point, too, I, my confidence had been totally shot. And I considered myself a pretty confident person, but, you know, when you go through something like that, it really kills it. And I know, that, you know, a lot of the women and men that I work with go through the similar kind of journey. Anyway, so I put on this red dress and I look in the mirror, and I'm like, oh my God, like, I guess this is me. But it took a while for me to believe that. And it wasn't until I walked out into the world in my new costume. And people started looking at me different, acting different. It was a symbiotic relationship between the outer and the inner where it started merging. And that's kind of actually where it all started. I tell people all the time, I mean, all that stuff you read, I always like laugh about. I'm like, that's great. But really, the reason why I'm so passionate about doing what I do is because I had my own transformation and I wanted to help other people with it because my life has changed drastically. And it all started with that red dress and also watching what not to wear because I was obsessed with that show. <laughs> so I, um, I, I, I really feel like, and also being a therapist, I can't imagine when I like help people and I do these makeover experiences, not being a therapist because there's so much that gets wrapped up in, in internally and, and confidence wise to help, you know, kind of what pushed me through, I pushed others. What, what year did you have this red dress epiphany? You know, God, well, what, what? I'm so bad at math. It was like 13 years ago. So what year would that be? That was like early 2000s, right? Yeah, no, we've got, that's, uh, I started doing this around the same time. Really? I started this in 2003. 
So, yeah. Uh, I didn't know that actually. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm old. I know, me too. But you know, here's the thing, like, and I always tell people this, adversity are always gifts in disguise, but you don't see it at the time. It's not until you're through it and then you look back, you're like, oh, there's the gift. That's what drove me. So like, that's what I want to say to like all your ladies is like, no matter what you're going through and how hard it is, those are your gifts, embrace it, because that's going to be your strength in the end. But you, mm -hmm. you have to make choices with that. And so you began with what? Because I know your business has evolved over the years in, in, in yeah. many ways. Uh, where, where did it start and where, 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 where did we end up? Well, I started with, if you saw my website back then, Evan, you would totally laugh. Like I, I, I think I did. Way back then, it was like, I put up this website. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do makeovers. And I started just shopping with, you know, family and friends. I trained with one of the top image consultants here in LA. Her name was Ashley Rothschild. She's awesome. She, she passed, but she was a really big inspiration. Um, in fact, she also was really instrumental in my confidence because here's the other thing about image. I know you and I have talked about this. It's, it, it reflects how you value yourself. And it sends a message to the world. And I showed up with Ashley because I wanted to train to be an image consultant and really do this right. And I thought I was up-leveling myself by getting new clothes to meet her. And she like looked at me up and down and she's like, and you expect people to give you money looking like that to help them? I'm like, I was devastated. Sometimes but the best teachers are not the nicest uh, in, their, in their delivery. It's so true, but you know what? She was so right, and I am so grateful to her now that I look back because it really was a reflection how I valued myself back then. And so I obviously have gotten new clothes since then and, and a new image. And so that's kind of where it started. And I did this correspondence course called Style Coaching over the UK, and it combined coaching with style. And I'm like, this kind of makes sense. And as I was doing these shopping sprees with people, I realized like just how powerful it was. Like, God. I am able to reach people in one shopping spree, one session, more than like years of therapy, talking therapy that I would do with, you know, sure. in the past. So it was really powerful. And I think that's when I realized that the something about taking action and, and doing was so much more powerful than the talking. I mean, both are important. Don't get me wrong. Cause I do both with people, but I loved the kind of, hands-on approach and, and, well, and how tangible it is how yes. you can see the results right away whereas uh, again the, the, you know I, I, I don't offer quick fixes to people I ask people to sign up for six months of coaching if they're going to work with me because that's, right. that's actually how it works there's you can't press fast forward on your love life but you can uh, work with you for a half a day and end up with an entirely new wardrobe and an entirely new feeling about yourself when you go out totally and i tell people i mean there's not many things in life where you get that instant gratification and, and feeling and it's same thing like when i do the wing girl because what morphed later on as i started doing this i started doing more like wing girl stuff and explain uh, to people what that is not everybody knows yeah so what it is is i help and i go out with people and we're just kind of like two girls out on the town, but looking at your body language, your first impressions, how you talk to men, your social engagement. I have this whole social engagement formula that I teach people on how to really like connect with each other and create chemistry and attraction because 
a lot of the stuff we can't see, like we can't see ourselves. So I'm kind of people's eyes and ears. I guess you could say I'm like what not to wear meets hitch <laughs> all in one, right? Fair enough. That is hopefully you get a picture of what that is. And so really shifting people and helping um, understand, because it's one thing to tell a woman, oh, just go flirt. It'll be so great. But most people don't know what that looks like or feels like. So me modeling for them and watching them and tweaking things and shifting the way their perspective is when they're walking through the world is half the battle. I mean, I can't tell you how many times women think they're being really open, right? And they walk in and they have this like scrawl on their face or their body language is closed off or they're cackling with their girlfriends in the corner and they're not at all approachable. I, uh, I'm, 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 I'm well aware. Uh, but <laughs> because, <seen> it. <laughs> well, I, 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 I see it out in, in, in life, but with my clients, the nature of my business, right, which is, is global and virtual is, you know, they're, I, I'm not going to do what you do, right? I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to go to Casa del Mar in Santa Monica and sit on a bar stool and f flirt with guys. Um, although I think, I, I think it's, it's valuable and unique. It, I only know what they tell me, right? right. And I can, only, I can only build up as much of an impression as I can over the phone. So for someone who is really looking to have the mirror held up to them um, with compassion, right? Because it's one thing to, to think, oh, it's just guys, they, you know, guys in LA, guys, you could always oh, spin totally. the, right? But we're all sort of the common denominators in our own life. And, and there's nothing quicker to tell you what you look like than having the mirror held up to you. And it sounds like that's what you do um, instantaneously. Yeah, it's a really good way of putting it. It's like, yeah, it is the mirror. It's like, like attracts like, if you don't, if you don't like who you're attracting, like you can blame the men till the cows come home, but you can't change those guys. Those guys are gonna continue to walk around this earth, right? Like, but all you can do is change you to get a different result. And that's what I really help people with. It's almost like detective work, right? Like figuring out what that is and then little nuances and, and it's stuff that most people aren't aware of at all. Sure. So. You said something that I say all the time that I know triggers people, right? Which is, and again, there's nothing really to debate. You can't change men. So women always feel like, well, why is the onus on me? Why, why, why do I have to be the one to change? Why, is it, why, why can't men change? Right? Right? Why can't I do the impossible and change the entire gender? Why do I have to do anything different? I like me. I want to be this way. Mm -hmm. right? I, so I want to address that, and I want to get some of those specific things that you see, um, some anecdotes, and, and sort of build on this. So what, what else do women need to sort of look internally and say, oh, my, am I that? Am I that? Girl, yeah. what, 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 what are we missing here? Yeah, yeah, okay, so we went over the first two. The, the third one is what I call the nice girl but dot, dot, dot. Now she kind of, actually there's two versions of her. Um, the first version is the one who kind of is more com comfortable in her masculine energy where she'll, you know, maybe just kind of dress like, gym shoes, not sexy, just kind of like, she's comfortable in her sweats, she gives guys high five, she'll talk sports to the cows come home, she's into stats, she's like one of the guys, basically. Okay. Which is, which is great, and actually guys love that and can find really sexy, but when it's not paired with flirtation and femininity. You are just one uh, of the guys. You're just one of the guys. 
and I, and I tell women that all the time. It's like, well, I'm not, I don't want to like get all girly. Like they, they almost rebel against it, but so much so that they don't get anywhere yet. They want it. So yeah. it, it's hard for them. And that's where the therapist in me kind of comes in. And with all of these challenges and archetypes, there's usually a connection to some, something in their upbringing or, you know, maybe an experience they had that's kind of blocking them in a certain area. So that's the detective work, right? But regardless, that that is one of the ways that the nice girl butt looks like. The other version is just she's just so nice. She's just so nice. She, she's got she's got no edge whatsoever. Nothing. She might she might as well be your mom or your little sister or, or your therapist or like she's just she makes you feel really good. But there's again there's no sex appeal there. And, and so, not- so, so you're, 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 hitting, you're hitting this button over and over, and it's one of the things that I'm glad you could talk about. Now, someone might be listening and internally rebelling. It's one of the things that I'm really sensitive about. I never tell women how to dress. I never tell them how to look, even though I have opinions on all these things, because mm-hmm. I so don't want to be seen as contributing to the problem, focused on looks, male sexism, blah, 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 blah. Right. Like I don't like there's enough people out there. Pick up a woman's magazine if you want to, to, to get this stuff. So I don't touch any of it. But I do think it's valuable that you do because you're hit, you're hitting that button over and over of sexy, 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 sexy. Mm-hmm. Right? And mm-hmm. it's not bad and it's not wrong and it's not dumbing yourself down. It is right. it is it is very basic marketing 101. It is giving men what they want. They 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 will decide later if they want to marry you. The first thing they're gonna decide is whether they're attracted enough to you to come back for more. That's right. And, and so to, to remove sex and sex appeal from dating is to might as well, you might as well call it a business meeting. That's right, right. that's right, exactly. And so and I'm, I'm glad you're saying it because I, I, I tread very lightly when telling women to be sexy because of the connotations of it. I think it's more powerful when you say it and you have these sort of proven results, you can still be you and you don't have to change anything fundamental to who you are, except make it clear that you're a sexual being who cares enough to doll yourself up a little bit, right? And peak a guy's subconscious sexual interest. He doesn't have to think about it. Attraction's not a conscious choice, right? Right. I mean, just look at Evan's response of the leather pants. I don't need to say anything else. <laughs> Enough with all the people, people who think I have a fetish. This is... <laughs> I'm, I'm totally kidding. It's fine. I you can take it's it. True. It's true. <laughs> Only because we're friends. Um, it, it's very true. And, and the thing is, is, and we can even, after I go over the archetypes, we can even talk about flirting for a bit because I think it is worthy to talk about because there's a lot of excuses that come up for women and fears around it and all well, of let's that. Let's just hit, the, I, and I don't want to take you away from the archetypes, but I, I, I couldn't let it go without mentioning, you've mentioned sex a, a lot more than most people do. Yeah. And I think it's because most people like me are either afraid to talk about it or people don't realize how very important it is to trigger that piece of his, his Neanderthal brain Yes. Right. For him to appreciate all the other good stuff. That's right. That's right. And then deep down, I think women, I mean, then this goes back to the cavemen times Like we, we, we want to be cherished. We want to feel sexy around you, you know, but a lot of, again, women have some fears around it and, and there's a whole slew of talk we can do around that. But, um, Anyway, going back to the nice girl, but she doesn't show that usually. She, she's just so nice. And, and if she just got a little bit more of that sex appeal and her body language and the way she dressed, 
But moreover, and this kind of hits on what you were talking about, her mindset of her being sexy. This is the, the, the crucial thing. It's not about the man necessarily, ladies. It's about how you feel about yourself. It's you looking in that mirror and saying, I am hot. <laughs> and it's, it's carrying that energy. And you know what? Yes. The men will see that about you. So again, I'm not, I'm not saying doing anything for the man or Evan and wearing leather pants. It's like, if you like yourself in leather pants and you're feeling sexy in them, that's your sexy outfit. So that's what I do with women. And if I just you like, like buttoning yourself up to here, <laughs> <laughs> that's the way you express it. Okay. So no, but, but, but it, it is a point well taken. Uh, and in general, I've observed this with my own wife, who is, uh, vain sounds negative, but she very much cares about appearance. Um, mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with me. She does it for her and for her friends. It is, it is I'm a secondary player in, in, in that whole, in that whole, I spend an hour and a half to get ready each night. Um, <laughs> right, right. And so I, I do think it's really important, more for some people than for others, to to do that, the question is what happens when you're one of those people, Kim, who doesn't actually care. Right, right. What no, do you do I, if you really like, I don't want to spend that much time getting pretty. I don't like, so like how like, do I force myself to care about outward image projection when I don't? This is why I love what I do because I'd say 90% of the women that I work with have that mindset. Like they're like, I don't know how to, I, I don't really care. I, I wasn't brought up to shop and it wasn't something they cared about. We could talk about this till the cows come home, but it's not until I hold a woman's hand, I bring her to the store and I put her in something and I have her look in the mirror and I take a picture and I say, look at this. And I see other people staring and other people, that's the power that it's like, don't tell me, show me. So I'd love any ladies out there who have that mindset. I'd love to show you. I just love to show you. And what it feels like what to it feels like. get positive attention just because of what you're wearing. Yeah, it, it's no different than Halloween, ladies. Like, you, you know, you see these shy little girls that are dressed up in like these vixen, you know, <laughs> costumes in Halloween and suddenly they're vixens. They're like, oh my God, where did she come from? There's such powerful, I mean, there's scientific proof. There, there was a, an article in the New York Times. They actually studied the brain and that there were shifts in the brain when people put on different clothes and they even coined the term in clothes cognition because performance went up when people wore certain clothes. So this stuff is real. This isn't just superficial things. Anyway, I want to finish. Can I finish the article? I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I know. Sure. I, like, we could seriously talk about this forever. All right. So that's the nice girl, but you get it. So like for her, really like having them come into more of their femininity is crucial. Um, the other one is called the dame. And so she's the female knight. She has the armor on so thick that no man can make a dent in it. It's, it's her protection. She's been hurt. And she is looking at men up and down. Are you going to hurt me too? In fact, I'm just going to like not show my feelings. Vulnerability is very scary. And it's almost um, this quiet kind of reserved thing happening. But a woman could still be like outgoing and like, but there's something about her that you just can't feel. It's, it's this lack of feeling because she's protecting herself. I understand right. that. And, and by the way, everything you say, 
I address and love you. I, I don't use the same terminology, but, but it, but it's, it, you know, again, we, you haven't said anything that contradicts anything that I believe. Otherwise I would probably say something. So it all makes, it all makes, it all makes perfect sense. So you know, given this, right. Yeah. Um, uh, how do you, how do you hold up the mirror to someone, right? What, what makes for a sexy, attractive dating image? Like what, you know, all right, that's what, what someone's doing wrong. Where do we begin to do right? So the biggest thing I think I, where I start is in people's closet, right? So I want to see what they have already and what they're gravitating towards. And there's- You went into my closet and told me nothing I had was even wearable. That was, exactly. that was, so that was the most humbling experience of my entire life. Uh, okay, so let's it was, see. It was, I, I, I don't want to dwell on it. I just had to bring it up. Inviting Kim into your closet to hold up the mirror to you doesn't always feel good. But please proceed. We had an intervention. I mean, I had to start there, Evan. I had to see what I was working with, right? Like we it's had. All good. It's all. It's all, all good. good. I, I, I thought. I thought it was funny. I thought it was well, funny. Well, you were wearing things too big, and actually, there's a lot of um, men and women. That's one of the biggest mistakes that I see happen is that. People are either stuck in the 90s and they're still wearing the oversized stuff or, or maybe a size that they used to be and they've lost weight or, or they're trying to conceal something, you know, I mean, that, that's a whole other conversation. But that's the first thing I look at is the closet and what they already have. The second thing I do is um, look at their body type. Now, for ladies, there are five body types and... Um, you, if once you know your body type, and I, actually, this has nothing to do with weight. This is another science thing, right? I mean, this is yeah. like, this is just the it, way things are. It is. It's the way things are. It's and it has nothing to do with your weight. I mean, women get really freaked out. I I do a lot of speaking, as you know, and I I'll take out the measuring tape and. <laughs> Like, no, it's not your weight. It actually has to do with your bone distribution. So sure. you measure your shoulders, you measure your waist, you measure your hips, and that will determine what body type you are. And once you know your body type, then you know what clothes flatter that body type and what clothes to stay away from. And it makes shopping so much easier. I mean, I think why women hate shopping so much is that they'll pull the wrong things, they go into the dressing room, they hypothesize nothing fits them or they hate their body and then they leave all depressed. Yes. So if you knew what fits your body, it's, it's a lot better experience. It is just like dating. Dating is terrible yeah. if you don't know what your strengths are whether you're masculine or feminine, what kind of guy is a good fit for you? It becomes this impossible randomness. And it sounds like you just come up with a formula to cut through that clutter and, and say, here, here's, here's how we're going to dress you. And here's how you're going to be able to dress yourself in the future. Yes. And then also teaching about um, colors, what men find sexy, because if we're focusing on your dating image, that's different than your corporate image, hopefully, and your mommy image, whatever other. We have different parts of our lives, and you should, with intention, have some sort of outfit that is a date outfit. And guess what? That also changes your energy. Like, if you're coming from work and you have a date, I always tell women, give yourself an hour in between to get date prep ready like you know dance around get in your body have fun be good no, that's, a, that's an Alison Armstrong thing I think right I mean I, oh she, she, she said, I don't even know that she was the first person I ever heard say something like that about really? yeah about you know sort of switching gears um before totally. going on a date and for me, it's more coming from my um, neuro-linguistic programming, like, you know, like you break state and that's, you know, something just in the brain that happens. If you do something that's different, you get into a different state. And so it's, it's actually 
clothes is one of the best ways to get you into a different state. And that's why it's really great to have these date clothes. So, so you, go, um, you, go, you go into a closet, mm -hmm. you look around, you look at a body type. Is there another sort of major element? Yeah. And so then once we do that and the colors and the dating image and helping you put together the outfits, right? Because that's also sometimes challenging. Well, what goes with what? And I take pictures a lot of times. And all the while, I'm really working with women and like their body image and what they love about their body. Women are notorious for focusing on what they hate rather than what they love. And it's say, okay, well, what, what body part do you love? So we can get clothes that showcase that body part. And it's amazing just even that, how much that can shift. I asked a woman the other day, like, how would you rate yourself on a scale of one to 10? And she like, it like jolted her, like to rate herself. And she's like, you know what? It wasn't until you had me do that realizing that I don't think I really love myself or my body. Like it, it occurred to her that that's why she, I think, was buying the more conservative, bigger clothes. And so, so then once we put you in the clothes and have you see it, I take pictures and really see yourself because what you see in the mirror is different than what you see in a photo outside yourself. It's, it's, there's some cognitive like dissonance with that. It's really interesting. So, um, uh, there was this one woman who came in and flew in to do an intensive with me. And she was one of those women who like, she's like, Kim, I have like anxiety going into a store. Like I, I'm going to have a panic attack. I'm, I, I'm, I can't even look in the mirror. This was a woman who could not look in the mirror. And she came in. Now, again, I could do like years of therapy with that, but I, I was just like, I held her hand. I took her. I said, I want you to look in this mirror and put on this jacket and put on these heels. I want you to look in the mirror. And she looked in the mirror and she started bawling. And I said, so what's going on? She said, Kim, I've never seen myself so beautiful. And I like, I started getting to her, like, and we're both like crying. And, but it was so beautiful because it was like that moment. And she's like 50 years old. And for 50 years, she hadn't seen herself that way. And, and then I created a monster. She started, she started like, you know, getting these sexy dresses and prancing around the department store. This is a woman who could not walk into a department store. So it's, it's a beautiful thing that can happen. It, sound, it sounds very Cinderella. I mean, it sounds really, yeah. uh, and, and, and again, I, I've got to, you know, you were talking about, I have a big dumb smile on my face hearing that story uh, because it is so instantaneous and so uh, powerful. And it's not something that, uh, I, I think most people think about when they're looking for dating and relationship advice, they don't necessarily go in this direction. So I want to sort of go back to something that we were, we were touching on in the last segment, which is what she calls a magic formula for attraction. If there is a magic formula for attraction, I feel like I should know about it. <laughs> what is this magic formula? Can you bottle and sell it? And how do we distribute it to as many people as possible? Well, it is kind of like magic fairy dust, but I call it, like using your Cinderella metaphor, I call it the three Fs. Yes. It's not the F that you think about. Although if you do the three Fs, it may lead to that. I always talk to people. But um, it's actually pretty simple, and it sounds almost dumb simplistic, but if you break it down, it really does make sense. So the first F is just having fun. Ladies, we're getting so serious. And like how Evan and I were goofy doing our Sammy and Danny thing, it's, it's having that mindset of letting your hair down, having fun. And, you know, upon first impression and when you're out and about or you're meeting a guy or you have a first date, 
tell stories, be light. Don't get like too much too soon, too fast, or get caught in that Q and A like rabbit hole. Are you my husband? All right, right, right. Are you my husband? How long have you been married? Where do you live? And like you know, I even tell women I have this whole thing. Don't even talk about what you do for a living. Have them guess. Like it's so much more fun. And then you're playing a guessing game and then you're also getting information on how you come across. So if, if the guy guesses that you're a lawyer or accountant, you gotta look at like what, you're, what kind of vibe you're giving. So it's, it's, it's this game playing, it's, it's fun. Um, I always say it's like be a kid on the playground. Look at life, look at your world as a playground and that you get to play whoever you want and creating that kind of magnetic energy that draws people to you. I had this woman that flew in to work with me in San Francisco, and I could tell she was one of those serious women. And on the phone, she was like, like total business. You know, she's like, okay, I'll work with you. Here's my credit card. This is where we'll meet. Like, I'm like, okay. And I tried to like crack jokes. She wasn't having it. Yeah. So I go and I'm show up in my red dress, you know, and I'm like ready to have fun for the day. And she's in this business suit with a turtleneck with her hair literally in a bun like this and, and very tense. And she's like, nice to meet you. And I'm like, hi. And I like, <laughs> and she was like this. And now I'm like, okay, like lesson number one, we got to let the hair down and we got to get you in a dress. And she looked at me like I was nuts. But you know what? By the time I got through with her, at the end of the day, we were laughing and giggling and having fun. She had like two guys ask her out. That never happens. I'm not saying this is the end I'll be out. Obviously, there are a lot of other things we worked on. But, but this notion of having fun is so, so crucial. The second F is flirting. And this is what we started talking about before. Um, if you look in the dictionary, this is so interesting of the definition of flirting. It's to behave as though you are attracted to someone without the serious intention of an outcome. Without a serious intention of an outcome. So many women get tripped up on the outcome. They're scared of giving the wrong message. They're worried about how they're coming across. They don't want a man to just like them for their sexuality. Like, you know, there's a lot of like challenges, excuses that women come up with. But what I tell women all the time, it, it's, it's not about that. It's about creating a magnetic energy that draws men to you like these to honey. And then you get to choose who you want to flirt with or not. It's, it's flirting with old ladies, old men. It's every, it's just, it's your, it's your energy. And if you- I have never heard anybody say the exact same thing that I say. Uh, what? Better, be, be, better than I say it. So <laughs> no, I have an entire week on flirting in Love You and uh, you're completely, you're completely nailing it. Um, and you said one thing about the definition. I, I like the part that you said about letting go of the outcome, but it was also like part of the definition was about liking someone and I flip that whole thing around it's assuming that every guy likes you right, right. start right. with every guy wants to fuck me I got yes. all of them and now what am I what am I going to do with all of these options you start you start with the assumption not that I like him but rather he likes me uh -huh. and now I have the choice about how I play this so I just want to make that shift for everybody you're giving great stuff I just wanted to intervene and say, assume that he likes you, not, oh, like, I like him, here's what I have to do to make him like me. He yes. already likes you. Yes, 
Yes, exactly. And it's, it's so funny. I tell women kind of like what you just said, it's like, isn't that a great problem to have to have all these guys like you and you get to choose which one you like? I mean, that's a great problem to have. And I think so many times women also, this is another challenge I see, get very target specific in who they'll turn it on to and who they'll turn it off to. Yeah. And by doing that, you're missing so many opportunities. Um, I was coaching a, a woman once and so I was teaching her this, right? Like we were sitting at a bar and I'm like, just flirt with everybody. And who sits next to her? But a guy like 20 years older, 30 years or 30 pounds overweight, according to her. And, and he was married. And so she looks at me and she goes, Kim, really? I said, oh yeah, really? It's happening. She's like, oh. and so she turns around and she says, hi. And she started this whole conversation. She was doing great. And now we're having fun. And he actually turned out to be the nicest guy. So fun. He was from New Zealand and actually he loved his wife so much. He was showing us pictures. We're just having a ball. So in the middle of the conversation, he says, are you ladies single? And we said, well, we, we are. And my friend is actually single. He goes, oh good. I was hoping you would say that. And we said, why? And he's like, cause I have a friend who I think would really like you, meaning my client. And I said, well, where is he? Bring him out. He goes, you know what? I think I will. He texts him. He's like, okay, we'll meet up with you ladies later. Where are you going to be? She did a whole day intensive with me. So by the time I got done with her again, like we had men flocking around us. We're at this hotel. Who shows up? But he does with his friend. His friend's fantastic. Fantastic for my client. Right age and to her was really handsome and, and they had this great energy together. They ended up going out for a very long time. Like they started this whole thing. I'm like, okay, I'm out. My job's done here. And then the rest was history. I so love that. look at how that happened by just flirting with somebody who and she thought was inappropriate to do so. So turn it on, ladies. You never know. It's 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 a networking thing. It's it's it can spider. It, it, it may not be the direct hit, but by giving people chances and having that open energy, that could lead to the next doorway or another party that's happening later or another restaurant that where you meet your man of the dreams. So again, it, it's, it's a mindset shift. And then this is something I'm, I'm sure that you teach all the time too. So that's my second half. Yeah, no, it's a personality type. You, again, you said, it, you said it best. People who are flirts flirt with you know, old ladies and old men and dogs and furniture. And it's just a way of, it's just, it's just a way of being in the world that yeah. is really warm and open and bubbly and inquisitive. And, uh, you know, it, it, the words I use are effective and ineffective. This stuff that you're teaching yeah. works. It just works. It works. And you know, and one little thing I do want to say, like a parenthesis is sometimes women say, well, I don't want to be that girl. You know, like they'll see other women who are overly flirtatious in their mind and they're like, I cannot be that. Oh yeah. You're not sitting in the guy's lap. No ladies. And that's okay. It's like, find your own style. Like when I first got divorced, the first thing I did is get myself a good set of sex in the city girlfriends. And we would go out and we were like, just practicing flirting. And every one of us had a different style. I mean, I did have that one friend who was the hair twirler and she would go mm -hmm. in and she'd do that thing. And you know what? Great for her. So not me, <laughs> but I loved watching it. And then my other friend, she did it all in the eyes. You know, she was just like, she was very quiet and she was just kind of like, look at a guy. And then she would look at it and she'd look again. 
And the guy would like be there in like five minutes. I'm like, how did you do that? My other friend, she used humor. You know, for me, I kind of took everything that was comfortable for me and my my energy level and I made it my own. And that's what I encourage all of you ladies to do. Like look at people who do it well, watch them and make it your own. You don't have to be just like them. Oh, Kimmy, I, you, have, you, you have more to say. I, I'm thinking when I do a live event, I got to have you speak. That's all I'm thinking is uh, oh I got like, like everything you're saying is just music to my ears uh, and so, so resonates. So what's our last F? The last F is fashion, of course. And that is kind of the stuff that we've been talking about, right? It's dressing and feeling your best and marketing yourself in a way that get, makes a guy just look at you. And you know, there's some magic little tips and I, I'm not gonna divulge all of them, but there are certain things that men find sexy. Can I, can I tell a few? Sure. For your eyes, okay. So one is- Watch my body language. What? Why don't? What? What? So you have to get a pair of leather pants, and no, I'm just this is going to be like our theme. <laughs> Mom, bring it, bring it on home, Kim. Bring it on, drive it home. Um, or if you want to role play Sandy before she's stop it. Come on. Okay, okay. so people are craving. I know. Answers. I know. Like, I, Actually, I'm doing what men really like. It's creating mystery. It's like kind of like pulling them in, getting them to like want more, want more, and then boom, maybe you're showing it to them. So in, in fashion, that's one of the things I tell women is do a little bit of mystery. It's not about like dressing where everything is hanging out and it's too much. That's, guys don't even like that. And you hopefully can back me up on that. I mean, that's a certain girl that sends a, a certain message. It's much sexier if a girl is wearing maybe something that's form fitting in her body and it maybe like comes up to her neck and then she turns around and oh, there's a little dip in the back. You know, it's that little subtlety that makes men kind of perk up like what else is, what else is there? It's the foreplay. And you can do that even with clothes. The, the second thing is dress feminine. Dress feminine. So what guys, does that mean? Guys, What's the definition? I'm going to tell you. I haven't met a guy yet, unless you're the first one. I'm not. I've surveyed many, many people. As you know, I was a co-host of the Great Love Debate. And we, I surveyed this at the Great Love Debate all the way across America. I said, how many guys here love a woman in a dress? And 100% of men always raise their hand. Do you like women in dresses? Uh, yeah, no, I'm not the I'm not the exception to any rule. Yeah, really. see, I know I can't find a guy who says, "Nah, I don't really like it. It's it's gross." Like, men love dresses. Why? Because they don't wear them. First of all, it it just it it's a woman. It's a womanly thing. They also love heels. Now, I could talk about heels very like a whole thing on it because a lot of women like well, I don't I don't like heels and it's not me or I have foot, foot problems I always find some kind of shoe for a woman no matter what foot they have but what uh, what that does is three things it defines your calf it gives you a little lift it slows down your walk and it's feminine men don't wear them so like it's an attraction piece that that it, it gives you a different attitude too um like you it's hard to walk sexy in Birkenstocks like I know that I I was that <laughs> it wasn't until I put on the heels I'm like oh I kind of feel different so again it's that costume effect that really help you um there's another woman I was working with she never dated before she was 35 years old she never dated her body language was so stiff and she had never worn heels 
So I put her in a pair of heels. I, I sent her home to practice wearing heels for like three months, came back and she's wearing heels. And now she's like walking down the street. I see her across the way and she's really confident. Like, what happened to you? She's like, I practice walking in my heels. And it was just that, again, that mindset. So those are a few tips about what, you know, I guess is attractive for men. There's a, a dress and heels. There you go. Dress and heels and have a little bit of mystery, sensuality about you, but find it your own sense of style, what that means for you and other men will appreciate it. Okay. Now, if I'm, if I'm watching, if I'm listening and I say, if I could find my own sense of style, I would. <laughs> part, of, part of what's hard about this is I don't know what to do. Everything you said makes sense, but I kind of need someone to take me there what could you do for the people who are who are listening and and find this intriguing enough to to actually take a a step to uh, making better first impressions and getting men physically attracted to you from the get-go i mean what's what, what should they do um you mean for themselves or working with me like or no i i meant i meant we have an offer for them that, yeah, okay. that, that involves this very thing that we're talking yeah. about yeah. and that they could click at the bottom of, of the, the text here. Yes. Um, and I want you to just give me a, a one minute rundown of what, what okay. happens when they click. Yeah, it's, it's really exciting. So it's a virtual makeover. And what I love about this is that it doesn't matter where you live in the world. I work with people all over the world. It's something that can give you really your own blueprint to the new you. And it's a one hour video session, kind of like how Evan and I are just talking, like just like this. And women get so comfortable with me, they start stripping and trying on clothes. I probably have some really funny videos of people, but I will never disclose that. No, I actually record them and I give them to you so that you can have them and, and go and refer back to them. Um, I teach you about your body type, your colors. I look in your closet, what you already have. I give you tips about how you can like change your outfits to change your look. And I also give you suggestions on certain brands to check out and send you links as we're doing it together. It's really interactive. It's really powerful session and really has catapulted a lot of people into this mindset. So then they were able to do it on their own, you know, and then from there, some people end up shopping with me or whatnot, but really I think this is a great place to start. But you, you, don't, you don't have to live in LA to work with you is the point. You don't have, you don't no. have to walk into their closet because they could bring their closet yeah. to you. That's right. That's right. And that's what's really cool and fun about it. And it's not very much of a big commitment, but yet it could really be life-changing. Sorry, that was my phone, my phone ring. Oh. Very, 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 very professional over here. <laughs> It's real, uh, authentic. It is. That's what I. That's that's that's, that's, that's my brand. A certain gritty authenticity. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I, I again, I can't. I can't say enough about not just the advice you've given, um, but your whole outlook on things. I find I find really uh, positive and refreshing and helpful and congruent with this kind of stuff that I'm. You know that I try to do. Um, I just don't have half the fashion sense that you do. So I'm really grateful to have friends, friends like you who could tell me uh, that, I, that I need to throw out my closet. Uh, and uh, <laughs> more, more importantly, that you could help the women who are, who are here to learn to be more effective in dating relationships, attraction, uh, self-image and self-esteem. 
Uh, this is all really unique and valuable stuff. So I want to thank you for being here. And I would encourage anybody to just uh, click on the link to, to read more about Kim and find out what it looks, looks like to get a virtual makeover. Uh, is there anything else you want to add, my friend? Yeah, no, thank you so much. And I always say it like it takes a village. I love, it was so awesome because we have this such a similar message, right? And, and I feel like it's almost like an assembly line, right? Like you're doing all this good work and women are really working on themselves. And like I always say to people, my thing is more like the cherry on top, right? It's just more like it brings everything home and like working together, it really does take a village. So thank you so much for having me on there. And I guess the, the closing statement I would say, or something that I would love to have all of you do, is if you can maybe look at the three F's in each of the area, having fun, fashion, and flirting. And if you could change one small thing in each area, just see the results because those little changes will result in the bigger changes. So if it's a red lipstick, start with the red lipstick. If it's you know letting your hair down and putting on a dress, just try it on for size and see the impact it has. I like it. It's what we call small wins. You don't need to get the yes. whole thing done at once, but all these little things do add up to a larger positive uh, impression. And so uh, I, I, I like it. You don't have to spend a whole ton of money to make a big impact on your life. Right. Right. All right. Well, thank you so much, Kim. Uh, this is Kimberly. Kimberly I always say, it's tr I say Kim, but it's Kimberly Seltzer of Elite Image Makeovers. Um, my name is Evan Marcats. This is the Love You Podcast. Next week, we are discussing how to date when you want to have biological children. It is a very important topic for women in their late 30s and early 40s, and you should definitely make, make, an, make this appointment viewing and listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, um, make sure you go to www.evanmarcats.com forward slash podcast guest. This is not for experts. This is for people who want to be guests on the podcast where I do some free live coaching. Uh, subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on YouTube, follow me on Facebook and Twitter. And best of all, I give away the most free dating and relationship advice of anybody on the whole internet. If you go to www.evanmarkcats.com, give me your name and email address, and I will help you get the love that you deserve. See you again next week on the Love You Podcast. Peace out.